We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ah, surprise, surprise. The backcourt is back, baby. Early. Early this week, we figured, why not, since Tim and Bullish dropped an MLB episode last week, so there'll be no MLB episode this week. So we figured, let's give it to you guys a day earlier so we could actually recap and preview both the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Lamb here at the point guard position and joining me as always. My backcourt mate, the most dynamic backcourt in podcasting. Imp, what it do? Bro, I'm feeling like CJ McCollum right now, man. Off the off that fadeaway, off that chase down block. I don't know. I'm feeling like a two guard right now. You know, I think that's a uh, – you want to start with that? Yeah, I think we should. Just because of just how impressed I am with Portland. Um, uh, fact- uh, can, can we get some love? Uh yeah, that's your boy. Uh, you you, you know that that's a very fair. Uh, you know, let let's give you some love that you kind of you know saw them that they had a, a clear path to the Western Conference Finals without a doubt. Um, and 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 definitely a tough game seven. Um, uh, in the altitude in Denver, not an easy place to play, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you got to give credit to Portland. Uh, and and CJ and them guys because Dame, you know, had a a, a pretty off night, right? Um, yeah. Would you say that uh, he? What I loved though is that he kind of, you know, he, he rebounded the ball well and he had a lot of assists. So he kind of, you know, made up for in other other facets of the game, even when he wasn't shooting well. And that's what great players do. Um, but just, just credit to the Blazers, man. Um, 
you know, got some interesting minutes and got some good minutes out of Canner. Um, obviously, Rodney Hood, although he went down, you know, curious to see what happens there. Um, but I love to see CJ take over. Um, he's, you know, solidifying himself as a premier two guard in the NBA. And it also shows you that the Blazers can, um, you know, beat a good team or a great team despite Lillard having an off night. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 points in game six and then th- I think close to 40 in game seven. So it says a lot about Portland without a doubt. Yeah, you're looking. If you look at the numbers, 45 minutes for both the the backcourt mates, and then yo, shout out to Cantor. Yeah, you know he's it's Ramadan, and if yep. you guys aren't familiar with that, it is a very intense fast for his religion, the Muslim religion, and uh, you know our buddy Mustafa Imp, who we've had on the podcast before too. Mm-hmm. It's intense, man. You know, uh, sun sunset to sunrise. I mean, sunrise to sunset. You can't eat. You can't consume any water. So he was running on fumes. You know, the um, Lisa Salters, I believe it was, the sideline reporter, put you know mentioned a really cool story about how he woke up at like 3.30 in the morning and ate like a five-course meal just to get him through the day. But even him, you know, he's – you were having fun in the group chat, just a bunch of like uh, trash cans, garbage bags, uh, garbage trucks as far as his defense goes, but – He's he's added a different dynamic to them. Yeah, he you know this he plays with a lot of heart. He has the bum shoulder and he's still going out there and grinding. He's a great rebounder on the offensive side. He's a great rebounder on defense. I, I'm surprised. Look, to be honest, I'm surprised Portland made it through. Man, um, you think that the way you know Denver could have attacked them is from the inside. I you know I say Canner is, is is the definition definition of Swiss cheese defense. And yet they kind of got enough stops when they needed to. Some of these games were low scoring. Um, so, look, you know, it's, it's Golden State in five without a doubt, but um, the fact that they're even here is, is definitely impressive. Like, it, it's, 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 it's crazy. Oh, and another thing, Nick, that I wanted to chat about, um, you got to like the fact that Portland didn't blow it up after last year, after getting swept mm-hmm. by um, the Pelicans, Yeah, right? Uh, you know, so many of these blabbermouths in the mm-hmm. NBA media – um, are yelling for them to kind of blow it up and maybe trade one of the two, um, and just and just kudos to the front office for not doing that. Kudos for kind of staying the course. And look, now you're in the Western Conference Finals, and look, Portland's playing with house money. No one expected them to really be here. There's no pressure. That's not to say they're going to be Golden State, but I'm just saying, you know, it, there's 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 a little bit of a you know there's there's a little not as much on their shoulders right now. Yeah, hold hold off on any predictions or, or any you know early spoilers for that because I, I do think there's a lot to digest, especially with this series here. You know, so yeah, I'm with you. I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> I think from the beginning we were saying we have to give them credit for not blowing it up because that was like the popular thing. You know, there there seems to be anytime something doesn't go right in a series, there has to be a fall guy. And yep. when you keep a core like that for so many years, the the big conversation and the talking point in NBA media, NBA Twitter, it's like, oh, can Dame and McCollum play together. I always thought it was crazy that you have to pick with one or the other. That yeah. they, they're probably the second best backcourt in basketball. Obviously, they're going up against the best backcourt in basketball. So I like what they did, you know. And Cantor, man, you, you got to remember some of these guys that they picked up, Cantor, Rodney Hood, they got them for like pennies on the dollar at the trade deadline or they got released by their other clubs, you know. Anyone could have had them. So. Shout out to the front office. I want to pivot a little bit over to the other side. Do you think that's an ugly loss for the Nuggets, man? At home, Game 7. You know, we were talking about last week how the winner of Game 5 series, it's about an 82% cover. You know, you go on and win the rest of the series when it's 2-2, 
Well, the Nuggets won game five, and then they dropped game six in Portland, and then game seven on the road, Portland stole one. Uh, I mean, I look, should they have won the series? In theory, yeah. Game seven at home, a uh, tough place to play, as I mentioned before. But at the same time, this is another team that didn't make the playoffs last year. This is a team who finished with the second best record in the West. Mm. And this is a team that kind of surprised a lot of people. And so, you know, kind of going back to the initial thought, should they have won the game? Yes. But is this a disaster? Is this, you know, is this season a waste? No, not at all. If anything, this is a huge success for them overall. But, yeah, they should have won. You know, they should have won Sunday night without a doubt. But, you know, I think the Blazers just have a little bit more – pizzazz or a little bit more flair and 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 they have two guys that can get you 40 points on any given night whereas denver has you know Jokic, who who's super talented but i it's hard to see him kind of take over a game scoring wise and jamal murray so hot and cold um whereas you see a team like port uh what team like portland you know one of these guys can give you four and it was cj the last two nights yeah and i I think it goes back to what we were talking about the nuggets from the beginning where it seems as you know, sometimes box scores are inflated. You know, you look at Jamal Murray and you're like, oh, he had 17 points, you know, but then nine of them came from the free throw line. Where he's four, sensational from the free throw yeah, line. Hasn't missed. Four of 18 from the field. Jokic, once again, I believe I, I saw something that he he's played the most minutes through the first two rounds of the playoffs in NBA history. Right. Obviously, you had that four overtime game where he cracked over an hour on the court, which is insane, but... You know, some promising news for them. I don't know if you saw it, but Michael Porter Jr. got cleared to compete in Summer League this year. That's dope. And we have been saying how that's something to keep an eye on because this team, you know, they do have a player option on Paul Millsap. Um, Which he'll probably pick up. Yeah. Actually, it's a team option. My bad. It's a team option on Millsap for $30 I don't see them picking that up. But, you know... Something about Paul Millsap, I think I mentioned it last week, how we need to factor in what he's done for Jokic. You know, yeah. the last two years, Jokic really emerged as like a superstar. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with Paul Millsap coming over there, that veteran presence. Question to you, man. Last thing on the Nuggets. I know you have a love affair with Nikolai Jokic, Nikola Jokic. Right now, off the top, how many guys are you picking before him if you were starting a team right now? I put a poll uh, up on the VM Twitter, I believe it was. I think I think I picked 11 to 15. All right, so final votes, 34% said 1 to 5. I didn't pick that. I actually picked 6 through 10. All right. Because if you think about it, if we go off our analysis and our theories of all-NBA team, we had him first or second team. So in yeah. essence, he's a top 10 player in the league. But, I, I think, the, but that's because you have to fit him into a position. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair too. That's because fair too. I I think there's about ten guards I'd take over Jokic. With all due respect, mm. look, Jokic is a sensational player on the offensive side, but he's still, um, you know, I I hate to use the term liability on defense, but that's what he is. He needs to kind of get in a little bit better shape. Um, he still looks a little kind of clanky and danky around. Um, he needs to become faster. He needs to become quicker. Um, he 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 needs to improve on the defensive part of the ball for me to include him as a. Uh, a top 15 player in the league on the offensive side he's tremendously gifted and he's definitely up there but if you're to kind of give him a score of on offense and you're to give him a score on defense right and then you take the average of those two you know where he where he'd lack is on the defensive side so 11 to 15 for me you know to be honest shout out our boy ronnie hood had 25 in game six 
once again analytics goat uh anything else on this series man uh no i mean i just amazing series the fact that it went seven and then you know you know we have that other you know we have the other series uh, you know on the other side that not you know not sure what you want to chat about that but that went seven as well uh it was an awesome sunday uh, uh afternoon and evening of basketball oh so you want to hop over to the sixers I mean, I, it's just I think we should, right? Because Bill Simmons tweeted this earlier. He tweeted, "How did uh, how did Dame's thirty-seven foot three against uh, uh, OKC kind of just disappear already?" And you have the Kawhi Leonard game winner, um, the clank clank off the rim like three four times. You can hear the ball hit the rim on, on that game seven game winning shot. It's it's kind of nuts. Um, what a series in the east side as well yeah that you know i don't know how i feel about that because not not the shot i mean Kawhi has taken it to another level uh he's really balling out the, this postseason and i feel like yesterday was the first time it seemed like he embraced toronto also right like he showed some emotion and granted no one has ever hit a game-winning shot in a game seven at the buzzer first time in yeah. nba history and yo you know what i found really interesting he took do you know how many shots he took yesterday how many field goals he had 20 something 39 wow he shot the ball 40 times 16 of 39 41 points and they needed every single one of that they really got nothing from siakam uh lowry i don't know what the hell is going on with him uh ibaka really came off the bench and blessed them they only played seven guys van vliet and ibaka off the bench Mm -hmm. but i feel like yesterday was the first time that Kawhi. i do think he's leaving i'd bet that he's leaving but i do think yesterday was the first time that man it's a really good basketball situation for him it's uh it's a big moment for him he definitely showed some emotion after he hit that shot um so that's always a good sign for a guy who literally shows no emotion all the time. Um, I think this is the first time the Raptors have made it to the Eastern Eastern Conference Finals. No. uh, They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. They've never been to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I believe this is the third time. So they went in 2016, and they lost in six to the Cavs. And then there was one time where it was Vince Carter against AI in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, But regardless, for a team that historically hasn't been here that often, it's awesome. Look, Philadelphia got tired, man. Embiid was literally like shot, right? He he played all those minutes in the regular season, probably more than he's ever played, right? I think about earlier in, in Embiid's career, he was on the bench, not playing, and then and then on a minutes restricted limit, and then you know kindly, kind of fully wrapped, ramped up, and and he, and he was burnt. You can kind of see that, um, but you know, Brent Brown will probably be gone, um, uh, but just. A terrific series, like you said, Kyle Lowry. Uh, now the Gasol trade um, makes them look so much better, right? The, uh, Masai Ujiri, uh, tremendous move at the deadline, um, kind of bringing in Gasol, uh, you know, to finally go seven games against Embiid. You know, great kind of matchup there. Um, yeah, if it wasn't for Jimmy Butler, who knows? So uh, I don't know. What's your take? No, I mean, look, the the jury's still out on that trade. People, I know people in Toronto, some people in our Discord. Shout out to the NBA Discord if you want to join that. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. But a lot of people are still on the fence about it. You know, uh, he had seven points, 11 rebounds. I get that. He did play 
pretty decent. I'd say above average defense on Embiid. Look, Embiid yeah. six of eighteen from the field, forty-five minutes. That's the most minutes he's ever played in the NBA. Yep. You know, now with the Sixers, we'll touch on it. I don't want to spend too much time on this now. We'll save it for a future episode. But they have a lot of decisions to make in the in the off season. So this is a big off season for them. They're going to need a coach. Not sorry to cut you off, but not only do they have a lot of decisions, the players that are free agents have decisions themselves. Yeah, of course. But also, you know, you look at it like. You're probably if Butler gets up and leaves, Tobias gets up and leaves. It's like you're not gonna have anything to show for the trades that you made. Yeah. Which sucks. Where like if you're the if you're the Raptors, you do that DeMar DeRozan trade every single day, twice on Sunday. Without a doubt. You know, because you saw what your ceiling was with, with DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Now with Kawhi, you actually have a guy that could be the best player on the floor in any given series. So I'm excited to see them in Milwaukee go up. Look, they've been the best two teams in the Eastern Conference all year. People were waiting on the Celtics. We never got the Celtics. But uh, speaking of which, you want to move over to the Celtics, Celtics-Bucks, spend just a little time on it? Because yeah. I, I know when when we last recorded, the games were going on. So just and, real and quick, we, just and, yeah, let's we go both run. said that they were, yeah. yeah. We both said that they were going to lose that night, and they did. That's, yeah, it's. I wonder if the if the Kyrie stuff really affected them. You know, because you got to remember, dude, it's easy to be like, and I think this is a learning lesson for both us two and for everybody listening. It's not as easy as, well, they're going to get Kyrie and Gordon Hayward back and you plug in Kyrie's whatever, 20 points a game and Hayward's 18 points. It's not that easy because everyone else is getting certain touches and they're getting the ball a certain amount of times and they're putting up a certain amount of shots where that's not going to be the case when you add those guys in. It's just not because they're going to need their touches and they're going to need their points and their shot attempts and plays run through them. So it's something that, you know, I fell victim to where I was like, damn, they're going to add these two guys back and it's going to be a no brainer. But it's like, yeah, "Yeah, well, Tatum's not going to go from 16 shots a game. He's going to go to nine now because Kyrie got to get his and Gordon got to get his. So I just think that's a learning lesson. I mean, look, Milwaukee's really, really good. And I still think that a lot of people don't, don't realize it. And another thing, man, for, for you, regular season basketball doesn't matter. The Celtics and Bucks series played out literally how every single Celtics and Bucks game played out this year. It was it was exactly what you saw. And people overreacted to that game one loss, but then it was it was quiet after that. No, yeah, and the Bucks literally did exactly like you said. Well, not only talking about the series, the, the, the season series from both teams, but the Bucks literally did what they've done the entire season, and the Celtics literally did what they did the entire season. The Bucks overachieved, and the Celtics dramatically underachieved. The Bucks looked like the best team in the league during the series, and the Celtics looked like a team that had some talent and couldn't put it together. Um, I think the one thing that this series tells us and the one thing that the season tells us for the Celtics is the fact that Kyrie Irving can't be the best player on a championship team. Mm-hmm. It's just the truth. Um I'm a fan of Kyrie. He's a walking bucket, and my and and my opinion on him has definitely changed a bit. But um, that's kind of just the truth. The truth is, he can't be the best player on a championship team. Um, you know, they need you know they need Max Dollar, Gordon Hayward next year. Um, you know, you know, Rozier is going to be gone, right? He's already talking about that. He you know he sacrificed the most. Um, he was already you know you know very vocal in the media. Um, so. You know, a lot, lot of decisions for the Celtics. You know, curious to see what they're going to do. Are they going to kind of package some players and try to get AD? Um, you know, there's there, there's a lot of question marks for the Celtics. Whereas for the Bucks, um, full speed ahead. Um, you know, slight favorites if I had to guess in the Eastern Conference Finals. 
Yeah, well, we'll touch on what the odds are for that when we get there. But all right, the series I think everyone's been waiting for. Yeah. Um, Rockets, Warriors. Imp, what happened? What happened? We had no Durant. You know, he gets hurt in game five. Uh, they're up 3 2. They get home home court, game six. The biggest underdog that a Steve Kerr led Warriors team has been since he became the head coach. So, what happened, man? Uh, what's Tim's bar? Sometimes greatness takes over. Yeah. Yep. Is that is that not what took place here? Yeah. Uh, Steph Curry, 33 points. All of his points came in the second half. Uh, and it's interesting, you know, NBA NBA players really came out and were like, man, y'all got to stop playing with that boy. Y'all yeah. got to stop messing around with him. And you heard that story, what happened with Chris Paul in pregame? Yeah, with the shoot around. So apparently uh, Steph Curry, not apparently, the report is Steph, Cor- uh, Steph Curry had reserved uh, a, a slot prior to game six at the Toyota Center, I believe, is the arena where the Houston Rockets play at, for him to just go and do his normal pregame. And uh, Chris Paul got word of it, and he kind of kicked him off the court and was like, nah, we want the whole court, this and that. So that's why when you see Steph Curry in the in the locker room, he goes up to Draymond. He's like, kick me off the court now, boy. Kick me off the court now. It's like, hey, can't play with that man. Uh, I mean, they just need more from – Houston just needed more from, 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 from the role players, and they just didn't get it in this series. Like, I think that's what it comes down to, man. I think they needed more from Capella. Uh, Looney yep. cannot outplay you. Yes. Um, especially with, with Lo- I don't know what Looney's contract is, but I guess he's making significantly less, close oh, to the minimum even, compared to what Capella's making. Not even making. close. Yeah. Capella, who's close to the max. The Rockets and James Harden Imp have now lost twice at home in elimination games with the team they're playing not having their best player. And also, in both those situations, there were seven-point favorites or more. Damn. And, you know, no Kawhi when it happened in Game 6 where they lost by, I think, like 35-plus points a couple years ago. And then Durant. And yeah. it's it's alarming. And and one last thing on this, thou shall not bet against Clay Thompson in a Game 6 on the road. Another monster game. Because, you know, it was that was what the Warriors were prior to Durant. Right, the Splash Brothers running wild. Clay Clay bailed out Curry in the first half, and then Curry bailed out the uh, the Warriors in the second half. The one the one thing that I that I that I must say is is for those people out there that are saying, "Oh, no Durant, no problem. They won seventy three games." Nah, man, that's not how the the roster was constructed. When you have max money or close to max money towards one guy, you know that money could be spread out a bunch of different ways over 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 the course of a twelve man roster. So for those of you to say like, oh, no Durant, no problem, you, you got to calm that down because that's 30-something million dollars that could have been spent elsewhere. So it, it, it's super impressive what they did because because the, the cast of characters, you know, isn't as talented as what they had a few years ago. Um, so, you know, it's, it's it, like I said, it's even more kudos to those guys, uh, Steph and, and Clay and Igudala, by the way, who's close to, uh, I think he's scoring close to double his season average right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what he's going to give you on defense, Igudala, but the fact that, um, you know, he's shooting over 40% from three right now um, is super impressive as well. So, yeah, I mean, yo, you heard Kobe say, uh, you know, during the regular season, Kobe was like, nah, you got you like you can't win a ring this way. You can't win a ring this way. Uh, you know, uh, talking about Harden and, and, and Houston's offense, and maybe he's onto something. So, you know, well, back to the drawing board for Houston. Yeah, and you know, Kobe should know because that's what they were playing 
those years between Shaq and Gasol, Kobe had the highest usage rate in the league, right? He was going up against those Suns teams. There was one year where people thought he should have won MVP, but Steve Nash won MVP. And there's something that, you know, I went and did some research for this show here today, and Ben. If you have a high usage rate in the regular season and you're a guard, it never bodes well for you, right? The one Allen Iverson year, look, he gets you to the finals. I get that. But that was a really shitty Eastern Conference at the time. And then you also have Russell Westbrook fades, John Wall fades in the past, um, James Harden now. This is back to, this is a, you know, it's, it's a recurring theme with them. And look, game five was there for the taking for them. And he got one field goal in the last eight minutes and four seconds of that game five on the road without Durant. And it's like, I, I don't get that, dude. He had the most prolific scoring season we've seen since MJ. Like, nah, I don't need the ball movement there. Like, yo, get buckets yeah. at that point, especially when you're, you're that important to your team. Uh, they've cost me a lot of money and a lot of points. <laughs> you know, just just every year I think that, uh, and, you know, I stand by that. Do you think what they've been doing in Houston works? Like, what would you grade it for what Houston's been doing? Like, are we going to look back at this Houston team like how we looked at the Suns teams? The parallels being D'Antoni and Steve Nash and, and, and you know, the elite point guard, MVP point guard, and you have D'Antoni as the head coach, the ringleader. I mean, maybe it'll remind me of... See, the problem is they haven't even gotten to the NBA Finals because I can kind of argue like it reminds me of like the Utah Jazz of even though they're two different positions, you have two Hall of Famers and Carl Malone and John Stockton who didn't get a chance to win a championship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know James Harden's not old yet. Uh, Chris Paul's getting up there. But it kind of reminds me of these two Hall of Famers put together um, who won't win a championship. So, um, you know, obviously they're praying for KD to head east um, because then I'll just open up the West a little bit more next season. Um, but my kind of somewhat comparison is, like I said, a Utah jazz of, 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 of yesteryear. Um, although they, you know, they need to kind of get to the finals, um, to kind of, you know, validate that. Well, that's why I think the perfect comparison are the Suns because the Suns never made it to the finals and the Suns had, you know, if you remember those Suns teams, they had Two. moments where National you know, back-to-back they, MVP. Yeah, and they were up on, in a series, and then Stoudemire stepped on the court after, I believe it was Robert Ory, checked Steve Nash into like the, the scoring table. So you have moments where that's why I think it's going to be, this is going to be this decade's version of those Suns teams. And D'Antoni, again, like, you know, I don't think he's a bad coach, man, and I, I don't know what it is, but could it be that their system tires, it, tires them out? I don't know. I don't want to make excuses because players get the most rest in this generation of basketball than they did in the in years past. Yeah. So, I mean, look, man, last year they, they, they had it, it, it within their, you know, within their grasp too. You know, this year they lost uh, in, in, what, in six, right? They, this year they lost in six, but last year they lost in seven on home court. So two, 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 you know, two wasted opportunities. And, and last year was in the Western conference finals, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think they can do it. I think they can. Um, We'll see, man. All right. Let's stay with the West. Let's uh, preview the Western Conference Finals. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, it is tonight. Uh, Status for Kevin Durant. He is out for game one and unlikely for game two. I would like Durant not to play in this series. Durant doesn't play in this series. I do think the Warriors win, but I do think it could go six games. 
Whereas if Durant plays, they have literally no answer for him at all. Uh, is there a reason you don't want Durant to play? I don't want Durant to play just because I want to see a competitive series where yeah, I think I, if, if Durant plays, it might be a sweep. Yeah. You know, um, it's I will say one thing about the Blazers watching them all these years against this this Golden State team. They don't give a damn. They really think that they're the, like McCollum and, and Dame think they're as good as them two. And they don't care about going in. They've won on they've won in Oracle. Um They've beaten them often. Uh, Dame has had a 50-point game against them. Obviously, the Warriors have beaten them too. But it's just that backcourt, man, is, it's been special. And I'm very happy that they're finally getting the, the national attention that they deserve. Um, you know where Dame's from? Well, Weber State is in Utah, right? Dame's from Oakland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, Brookfield, I think. It- it's all good. He's he's going home to play this series essentially, mm-hmm. which is something that I you know that's definitely interesting. Um, two of the NBA's best backcourts, right? Two the NBA best backcourt. Yeah, and one and two. two, one and two, right? Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of think these teams kind of match up pretty well, considering there's no boogie, although he may come back. Um, Portland lacks a true rim protector. Golden State lacks a true post threat. Um, I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing the perimeter game of both of these teams because they're kind of guard centric at the moment. Um, and yeah, like it's, 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 you know, I mentioned Andre Iguodal before playing really well. Um, I just, like you said, man, if, if, if KD plays, if they win two games without KD or even one, it's, it's mega ultra quiet. But like, but I mentioned this a couple seconds ago, there's these, there's a chance Boogie Cousins, Boogie Cousins come back, comes back in the series. Um, so too much foul power for Golden State, but I see Nick making a gesture with his hands. Yeah, like, yo, my bad. I, I don't think Boogie does much. No? Dude, he's been out for, like, two months now. He's going to have to get in rhythm. He might be on a minutes restriction. I don't know. I, Boogie, Boogie, when he first came in, the first, like, two weeks when he came back from his Achilles and I was watching the Warriors, I'm like, oh, my God, this team literally has five All-NBA guys. And they're unstoppable. But then I don't know what it was. It just it didn't it didn't mesh afterwards. Because he doesn't necessarily I don't think he necessarily fits the mold of this team. He's kind of just like an add-on. But 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 the the the, the interesting part is twofold. If there's no KD, Boogie becomes that more important. And two, Correct. I mentioned this before, Portland truly lacks inside presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know I wouldn't be surprised if Boogie does come back uh, and there's no KD. They go to work with him on the block. Because you saw what Jokic was doing to Cantor, and you see what these other big men can do. So, I'm 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 curious to see how Boogie, the matchup of Boogie, or just how Boogie plays down low if he does come back and say maybe like a game two, and there's no KD or even a game three. Um, that's that that's kind of just my take on on on, on Boogie's importance if KD's not there. Without a doubt, yeah, without a doubt, KD is definitely obviously the biggest X factor here. Uh, do you agree with that take that I have, though, where if Durant is ruled out in the playoffs, do you think that it's more likely to be a lengthier series? Yeah, six six is fair. For sure. I could see six. I could see that. I could see it. I mean, I could even see Portland potentially win in one game, even if KD played. Like mm-hmm. that. Like you said, you're a big game three guy, right? Yeah. If, if Golden State won both games at home, I could, you know, I could maybe see, you know, Portland squeaking one by in game three and then you know, losing four and five. Um, but 
it, like you said, if he comes back, it's kind of quiet. Yeah, when you're watching the Western Conference Finals, it's it's really fun and pretty cool to see where some of these guys, some of the big names in this series, went to college. Right, the guards in this series, right, the two backcourts we've been raving about: Washington State, Davidson, Lehigh, Weber State. There's no. Uh, I know Washington State. Someone checked me on it. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't have my, my Twitter pulled up, but I just have it in my notes. Someone checked me like, yo, but they're a power five. It's like, yeah, but you're not rushing to Washington State to recruit basketball players, right? Lehigh, he's the CJ McCollum is the only guy to ever play in the NBA from Lehigh. I don't know how many guys from Weber State have gone to the league, but I only know of one and even Davidson, you know, so... If you're talented, man, you're going to be discovered, I think is a big takeaway from that. And it's pretty cool to see these guys from small schools and you develop a different chip on your shoulder. Granted, Curry and Clay, they come from a basketball family. Their parents, their fathers played in the NBA. I get that. But it's still, you know, they didn't get recruited by Duke. They didn't go to UNC. Yeah. So you, you develop a, a chip on your shoulder. And also, yo, not for nothing. I believe Dame was the sixth pick in the draft. What was Curry? Seventh? Uh, like it was, it eight. was in. The, it was like he was, a, he was top ten. McCollum, McCollum, I think was tenth. Clay was outside, outside the top ten. You know, it's not, it's not the end of the world if you have a good system and you develop it. And it's one reason why I don't fault the Warriors for getting Durant. It's like, yo, I drafted Draymond in the second round. I drafted the backcourt. I developed them, right? I got Iggy on a cheap veterans minimum. Shout out, pretty much. We not, did it the right. Not, they they did it the right way, man. Yeah, so I can't fault them for that. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. I would like to, you know, you mentioned something in the beginning about this being house money for them. I feel that, but I would like to see. You know what would be ideal? Let's hear it. Two one Portland going into game four. Yeah, come on, good luck. Yeah, they could right. split split game one. You know, they are minus five hundred. Are the Gee. Warriors? The one thing that I gotta say is is. Ain't Portland played two game sevens? No. What what was the what was the OKC series? Six? Five. Five. Okay. Yeah. So they played five and then they went seven. All right, never mind. I was I, that's my mistake. And if you think um, about it, they've played the same amount of games as the Warriors. The Warriors went yeah. six and six. So yeah. I don't think that has much to do. I do think Durant being out for game one. Yeah. If if you're yo, if you're Portland, I feel like you gotta go balls deep game one. Game one's huge for you. Yeah, and you know you're coming off. I wouldn't say a short turnaround. You know you played Sunday, Sunday afternoon. You're playing Tuesday night. Uh, the Warriors played Friday night, so they have two days extra on you. But I think you're. I, I think if there's a game to have, you have to take that game. Yeah. Game one. Um, conspiracy theory time. Oh. Uh, I do not think the NBA will let Portland win this series because because then there's a chance. It's Portland and Milwaukee Mm -hmm. in the NBA Finals. Or even Portland and Toronto. Toronto's a massive market, don't get me wrong. But it's not a big U.S. market that I believe they'd hope for. So Mm. I know – look, I I know know, some of you out there may not believe in all this type of stuff. Um, But if you do, then you can imagine Portland-Milwaukee? Really? You know? Look – I'm going to play devil's advocate, but I, I totally agree with you. Uh, there has been many people that have been suspicious of that in the past, right? There's like that 
it's a Western Conference Finals and it's it's 2-2 and you swallow your whistle if you're the referee for one side because I don't know. But I hear you. It has been something that people have complained about in the past. That's one of the reasons why hockey, the Stanley Cup, doesn't necessarily do well when it's a Canadian team. Yeah. In this, especially in the U.S. market. In Canada, it probably does bananas. But as far as the U.S. market goes, it doesn't really do well ratings-wise. No. With that being said, can I push back a little bit? Please do. That's fine. The NBA has really become a star-driven league where we talked about this in, in years past where the top 10 jersey sales, I think like three guys were from LA, Miami, Chicago, New York. So it's like seven of the 10 came from small markets. Yeah. So I think you've become, you've outgrown the small market stigma, I think. And look, Golden State, not for nothing. What were they before the Splash Brothers came in? No, I feel like I, I, you could have made the same case for that because, yo, don't forget, they were ready to sell the team and move the team. The owner got booed. The new guy, the uh, Lacob, I think his name is, when he bought yeah, the team, yeah. I remember like Chris Mullins grabbed the mic. It was like, hey, man, this guy's going to turn it around. Don't boo this man. He's trying to save the franchise, this and that. Like, it wasn't long ago where they were like a laughing stock, too. Yeah. Um, but I hear you, though. A lot of people feel I, that way, too. And- it's just, just, just a take. But yeah, I, you know, do you want to give a little prediction right now or? Yeah, I'm going to go. I got Warriors in five. Yeah, I got to agree with that, man. I think I think anything anything extended from that is such a good look for the for the Trailblazers. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. All right. So official predictions. Imp in five. I'll go six. Fuck it. Why not? Dame. I mean, look, that's do, fair. If, do it if, for old Dirt McGirt. If you don't get if you don't get KD, you know, for two games, and maybe he's limited in the third game or four, you know, maybe he's there kind of bringing him back slowly, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 Lillard has a goes off one night. You never know because look, when that's when you have superstars, that's 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 what that's what happens. You have a chance every single night, and and Dame, uh, you know, in the regular season against Golden State, balled out. Uh, I think he averaged twenty eight points a game. He does uh, well against them. He does he well. He plays well, and I think he had a game winner against them too. So, and I think the season series was split. I think it was two two, if I'm not mistaken. So they've beat them before, mm-hmm. um, and you know now now they're beat up and they're injured. Maybe you know the sharks in the water they smell blood. So, um, you know, Golden State in five, but you know if they if it goes six, I would not be surprised. These teams did play a couple of years ago in the opening round when Portland was a eight, was seed. A eight seed. Ooh. Yo, remember the podcast over the summer that made headways? Did you hear about this? Do you remember? Yeah, this? the KD telling CJ McCollum on CJ's own podcast to like, uh, basically to like, "Yo, fam, y'all not re- winning a ring." And he was like, "Yo, look, we think we're good enough to win a ring." And Durant was kind of like, "Nah, it's quiet." But he's like, "Yeah, I didn't like that you guys went and got boogie." So I'm sure you're gonna hear that narrative be played. You know, Curry versus Curry, stay in your lane, kind of a situation yeah. from KD to McCollum. Yeah. All right. Eastern Conference, um, two best teams, Raptors, Bucks. Uh, would you say the two best players in the Eastern Conference? Yes. Yeah, I'd yep. agree with that. I'd agree yep. with that. Um, um, all right. Uh, Milwaukee, extend the break. Uh, we haven't seen them. It's going to be a week since their last game. Is that a positive or a negative? I do think you can see some ru- – you might see some rust – you know they are 
a shooting po- team. Yeah, you wouldn't think of them as a shooting team, but they got a lot of guys that shoot threes. And you know what else I've liked about Giannis? I don't know if you've noticed this, but he's like shooting like 28%, 30% from three, but he's taking them. He's shooting more he's shooting more three pointers in the playoffs than he did in the regular season. Yes, and I think that's such a game changer for this team because you force people to check you. Where like Ben Simmons doesn't even bother. Yeah. So the threat of Giannis, you know, yo, yeah, all Giannis needs to do is shoot like 30% from three. He'll be literally unstoppable. He's kind of unstoppable now, but if you add that threat and that dyna- the, uh, dynamic to your game, I think it's huge. And, you know, Meritich, hats off to me again. That was my favorite, favorite trade deadline move, uh, especially with what the Bucks like to do. Space the floor, Giannis from the point. A lot of times, and then you just got shooters everywhere. Brooke Lopez, we were talking about from the offseason, big move too. Uh, they do have more depth. I think that might play a role here, especially with, you know, that was a pretty gruesome series for the Raptors. Lengthy, uh, back and forth, you know. So how do you, how, how are you seeing this this go out? Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot to say. Um, Giannis versus Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Uh, something to think about is how often are these guys going to be guarding each other one-on-one? Um, because you'd imagine they, they're going to both need energy to get buckets on the offensive side. Yeah. Um, so Siakam, although banged up, did a solid job on Giannis. Um, but in my opinion, at the end of the day, you need your best defender on the best scorer. So I'm interested to see how often Kawhi guards Giannis. Um, in the regular season, Middleton actually guard Kawhi about 60, what is it, 65% of the time. Um, because you know, as I mentioned, you're not gonna, you don't want to tie out, tire out a guy like Giannis, who's one of the few guys that can actually get his own basket uh, on this Milwaukee Bucks team, which is more of a, uh, you know, spread it out, catch and shoot team. Um, so you know, the key is Chris Middleton. If he can kind of play some solid defense on Kawhi, um, I think the series is is you know can maybe go six, um, lean the Bucks way. Um, but Giannis has been a beast in the playoffs, 27, 11, and four. Um, you know they're gonna miss OG on a newbie man, uh, uh, Toronto. Um, they're you know I'm pretty sure he's not gonna play. Um, and he you know he probably wouldn't be Giannis's primary defender. Um, it's always a benefit to have a guy that could switch on to him in one of those situations. Um, and OG's a terrific defender, and 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 them not having him is gonna be cr- uh, huge. Um, uh, dude, a dude from the Athletic I read said that uh, he sh- OG is traveling with the team, um, but there's no update. So, mm-hmm. you know, it would be amazing if they can get him towards the tail end of the series. If it, maybe it's a closed series, um, that would be huge. And the same goes for Brogdon. Hopefully he should be good as good as all the rest as well. So a lot, a, a lots of uh, digest here, but I think at the end of the day, defense is the key um, in the series without a doubt. Who do you give the coaching matchup to? Who do you think is a better coach here? Just I'd give it to Budenholzer just because of the experience. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Yeah, but you know, th- this guy really like, I wouldn't say he came in cocky, but he was just saying how you know, who Nick Nurse? No, 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 uh, oh, Budenholzer no. from the beginning saying how you know this is the best guy I've ever had that I've coached, and that gets turned into an MVP year for Giannis. So I think a lot of Giannis's growth this year does have to go to the coach. So you got to give him, got to give him some love and credit over there. Yeah. Um. Um, you know, another thing is like, you know, you, you're not as high on the Gasol trade and I hear that. Um, I think, so I was going to bring that up. I think this is going to be a rough series for him. I see. It's going to be an interesting series for the big guys because 
Vucevic and Embiid are both big men, traditional big men, back to back the basket. To the basket. Yes, that's what I was getting um, at. Which plays, you know, plays to Gasol's advantage as a bigger center. Thought Lopez about. does most of his work from the three point line. Mm-hmm. So um, having him, having him, and, and by him I mean Gasol, um, out, you know, uh, you know, out on the floor, um, having him cover more ground is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see how that. Um, you know that 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 matchup plays because you know Gasol doesn't spend much time out there really, so it, that's something that I'm that I'm you know I'm looking forward to watching as well. And you know it's funny if if Brogdon does come back and did Brogdon play in that game five? I don't know. Am I bugging? I want to say. Can you pull that up if you get a chance? Just I I, I I'm pretty sure he might have gotten some minutes. But what's funny is you look at these two teams and. They're kind of built similar yet different where, you know, no Brogdon, we thought it might have been an issue for the Bucks because of how important he was to, to them this regular season. And then the same shit with like Van Vliet. So I think that matchup might be cool. Show some love to some guys on the bench. Did he get uh, any minutes in game five? A couple minutes, not a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get the full box for now, but all the reports say here are going to get some minutes. Um, so... Yeah, I, it's just, man, it's just like, yo, Toronto, they need more from Kyle Lowry. Like, I know he's, in, could you just call him inconsistent at best, Nick? Yeah, there's something about the playoffs. It just doesn't, it just doesn't add up with him. Question, what, is this enough to keep Kawhi? I didn't know how to phrase nah. it. Is this enough to keep Kawhi? No. If they make the NBA so. Finals, can he leave? I I think he can leave regardless. He's yo Kawhi like walks to the beat of his own drum, man. You know he's Kawhi he's might be very, the type of dude that even if they won, he'd be like, "All right, I'm out. I I got y'all a ring." At that point, I don't think <laughs> I don't think Toronto would be upset. Yo, he got you a championship, son. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I gave you all that you needed." Yo, am I crazy for saying that's the best player their franchise has ever had? I know Vince Carter, but like, I think complete game. I I take Kawhi. It's best two way player in the league. Arguably, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear that. All right, prediction time. What do you got? Mm. Ah, I'm gonna surprise you with this one. I Maybe- got. I- Go first. Bucks and seven. You know, it's funny. I swear to God I was going to say that. I swear yeah. to God. Bucks and seven. I think it goes seven. Yeah. Um, well, I, I do uh, think... I'm, I do still, think, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words. I think Wednesday is going to be very telling because, yo, the Bucks are going to be off for a week. I think that's going to be something. They come could come out rusty, maybe target that... Uh, you know, plus three and a half first half line. I don't know. This is uncharted territory for me. I've never done this, but I do think having a week off when you're a shooting team, it might affect you. So I do think. And, and and didn't they lose game one to Boston? Yes, they do lose game one to Boston as well. So after putting the work in in round one. Yeah, off extended time. That's true. Interesting. So, All right, so you're going with seven? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, folks. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Uh, that wraps up another edition of the VM NBA show. Obviously, we won't be getting a show on Wednesday since you're getting this one earlier. But with that being said, you can find all of us at Veterans Minimum Twitter and on Instagram. Imp, where can they find you? I am PY718, MP718 on Instagram and Twitter. You already know it. What about you? At The Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. And it is a very, very important day for us. Tuesday night, the NBA Lottery. Uh, definitely check out the Instagram, check out the Twitter. We'll be tweeting and posting some stuff. Uh, we got a nice little surprise for everyone. So, saying a prayer. Uh, yeah, pray for Zion. Uh, no matter what team you are, but mostly for the Knicks. Let's see what happens. All right, guys, enjoy the conference finals. We'll catch you next Wednesday.